Welcome to Film Shapes, the podcast. Oh my god, dit is goed. Dit is echt goed. How does he do it? Chuk, chuk, chuk. Stond gewoon oog in oog met Rembrandt. Every time I went to bed, I had Madame on the right and Monsieur on the left. <laughs> All right, hi people. How are we going? Rolly, how are you? Very well, thank you. And Merv, how are you? Well, thanks. Fantastic. Now, um, we're here to discuss uh, the Revelation Film Festival. We all saw a bunch of them. I think I saw nine. You guys saw a couple each, right? Yes. Let's um, let's kick off with my Rembrandt. Um, Merv, what did you think about this one? Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was um, it was an interesting little film which delved into you know that whole world of high art, big expensive paintings. I know nothing about it. It was. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Mm. Rolly, you didn't catch this one, did no, you? No, I'd like a synopsis, please. Okay. Um, well, a guy, an art dealer in Holland, discovered, or so he thought, uh, a new Rembrandt. When I say new, I mean undiscovered before. Uh, they, actually, they thought it was a... The school of Rembrandt. School, yeah, some, other, some of his acolytes had done it. But actually, this guy suggested, actually, I think Rembrandt himself painted this one. Oh, um, yeah, and, and, well, I guess it is now, can we spoil it? It, it is a Rembrandt, isn't it? Are we still, yes. It definitely? Yes. I don't, yeah, it's multiple people have said it is a Rembrandt. Okay. Um, yeah, but it, the, the, that should be the central guts of the story, but it, actually it fucked around a fair bit, didn't it? It did, particularly it seemed to, there was a bit of a controversy in there. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I got lost when we started talking about the controversy. We introduced some character who obviously didn't want to be interviewed, didn't want to be mm, yes. kind of be seen, but we kind of referenced and he was related to some other person and there was a falling out. But yeah. we seem to be more concerned about the Scottish Duke bloke who was set up a new room for his Rembrandt and the annoying American who kissed his painting. Yeah, yeah. there, there was yeah, a lot of... like You were thinking it's just to flesh out the, the characters around... The Rembrandt. Well, I think collected. it was to show the passion people have for this yeah. Rembrandt, and you know this, this the realistic style of him, and just mm. how and they are they're amazing paintings. Yeah, they really do draw you in. You as you, I think the the Scottish guy, you know, it fit. Well, I think he had the nun painting, didn't he? Yes, and you Is do. She you know, a nun? She just have a fancy headgear. I, I thought she was a nun. Really? Okay. Um, and you know she's there reading, and yeah, it, you know. If you're kind of sitting there, oh, who's that? Oh, it's a painting of a lady. Mm. But, you know, they are quite powerful paintings. And, yeah. And I guess that was important to show the power of Rembrandt, but at the same time it... Yeah, I, I'd it, never really appreciated him as an artist, I guess, because he just paints a lot of people, right? Mm. Yeah. I think you have to see what was there before. And then mm. suddenly I think that's where, again, I don't know enough about art history to know this, but I think before it was a lot flatter. And then suddenly, okay. you know, these craggy, textured faces and... They were happy with ruffles, weren't they? Yes. Look oh, at the detail in this ruffle. <laughs> Literally, the, the wrist ruffle is beautiful. It's very detailed. And that's what or sealed it. <laughs> not, the sleepy, not the sloppy shoulder, but the yeah. wrist ruffles. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so they somehow established that it is a legitimate Rembrandt? Well, or... the, even in the film, it's not ascertained. I, I think <clears throat> later on in... Because this happened for... Four, four, about four years, years ago, yeah, yeah. about that. So um, I think now it has it has been um, ratified as a Rembrandt, but in okay. the film it was it kind of ended too, too, like they jammed it in too quickly. I yeah. don't know. It 
It sounds like a similar theme to a film I saw recently called Who's, Who the Fuck is Jackson Pollock? Oh, Have yeah. you heard, heard of that one? <laughs> no, I haven't. No. Yeah, the, the lady finds a, um, a, a squiggly-looking painting, mm-hmm. comes into her possession from a pawn shop. Okay. And a, a, a what? P-A-W-N. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And, um, and yeah, basically the uh, she's kind of a, a trailer park kind of lady, but she gets involved in, in this kind of art huh. world and... Yeah, basically, they she eventually realizes that nobody's ever gonna legitimately how, say yeah, that this is you? a Jackson Pollock. Well, one of the, I mean, this is getting onto another film, but yeah, they have a um, like a fingerprint specialist Ooh. guy um, that comes in, and you know, he's an art specialist, mm. does a lot of work on paintings, and finds a lot of evidence from uh, the type of paint that is on this painting to mm. what was found on Pollock's floor and he's sampling okay. it right. at a at a micro level and um, X rays and things like this yeah, as well. Okay. Yeah. That's so, much like the expert in the Rembrandt one, the guy who his yeah. so they had this one expert whose whole life is it and he counts threads on the backs of canvases to find yeah. out if paintings are from the same rolls of canvases. That they've been snipped yeah. off. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of that it's level crazy. of forensic t- but yeah. so it gets sent to the Reichs Reichsmuseum. Reichsmuseum. Yeah. And they kind of look at it, but you don't hear the results. Mm. And then the main expert guy, he, no, 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 it's not a Rembrandt. And he has a weird little fit or something <laughs> as he's looking at it. It's kind of a bit weird. Then suddenly yeah. comes back, it's a Rembrandt because of the ruffles. And you're like, there's yeah. more so to this. So are the this. ruffles to do with the paint? The ruffles are... The detail and the texture. So Of the brushwork? No, or... of the, the sleeve of a, of a fancy oh, okay. costume so, person. Yeah, most of them mm. are, you know, the days of ruffles and mm-hmm. a lot of lace decoration on clothing, men's and women's. And I think that's... And it's that detail which Rembrandt was famous for. You can just kind of almost feel the texture and the and the knots and the, the, mm. the sewing of the of the... Of the yeah. lace, and that's part. How of the end. Was, have you seen any other art films that might compare to this? And uh, I wonder how if it how it relates. You know, do you uh, mean like as in is this the real thing kind of? Yeah, art documentary, which around. Mm. You know, There's, there was that one. Paul was it Paul's Vermeer as well that was made by um, Tim's Vermeer. Tim's I think, yeah. who's Paul? I don't know who Paul was. <laughs> he had Tim's another Vermeer. One. Did you see that one? No, you know, I that was another it. interesting. Yeah, he was recreating a, a painting, lines. wasn't he? Was he trying to get a light box to recreate it or something? Yeah, yeah. He was he was looking back in history and saying this yeah. is how these paintings were probably done. It wasn't just purely by eye. They were using kind of early photographic uh, techniques yeah, okay. almost and and mirrors and yeah. things like that. So. No, but I did watch that BB series, Fake or Fort, had Fiona Bruce somewhere, where they went off and checked paintings. And yes, and oh, the, yeah. okay. the dealer went around and he went to experts and they checked mm. to see if it is, you know, a fake or of the school of or if it was by yeah, famous arts. And I kind of enjoy those shows. So, you know, this is my kind of my I enjoy historical research. That's mm. kind of mm. what I enjoy doing and things like that. And and you know, that examination and mm. so yeah, I I vanished, but when I learned that half the film was kind of one of the director's previous films. Oh, yeah. There was a battle between the, the Louvre and the, the Rijksmuseum in Holland. Which was the funniest part of the film. About <laughs> a, 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 twin, like a couple of, a married couple on individual paintings. They're trying to, they were trying to, some guy was a Rothschild dude was yeah. trying to sell them. And they, uh, France and Holland got into a bit of a diplomatic row about it, but. But that is another film that she's made, this director, Uga 
Hogendijk, I think is the, I can't anyway. Remember. She she's made that film already. I, I don't know why she had to wedge part of that back into this. So mm. I don't know. It seemed like she she wanted too many brush strokes. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, on that terrible yeah. gag, shall we move on to another one? Sure. Rolly, this is one that you and I saw. Desert One. Desert One. Now, was this your most hated film of, of the, the festival? Because yeah. I know you mentioned that one that all the films you kind of enjoyed except for one. No, two of them I didn't really enjoy. But, okay. But, it, but, yeah, this one I didn't like. Do you want to tell us about Desert One? Um, well, it, it was kind of – I haven't really got the synopsis handy mm. – but it deals with the Iranian hostage crisis of uh, what was it? What are we talking? Uh, the nineteen seventy-nine, wasn't it? Seventy seventy-nine. Um, yeah, where the Shah was in power. Mm-hmm. He got toppled, fled to the U.S., um, and a bunch of students basically um, invaded the Iranian embassy, the, the U.S. US emb- embassy, yeah. the U.S. embassy in in Iran, mm-hmm. and. Um, and held these people captive for over month, a year, over, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, least, long time. Eighteen months or, or something like that. Something yeah. like that. And um, and this documentary basically outlined the botched rescue attempt, mm. which was kind of a major embarrassment for the US at the time. I found the story really interesting yeah. up to a point, and I think you and I are both in agreement that it got kind of just really flag wavy at the yeah, end and yeah. kind of just made made you feel like oh well we're only hearing one side of the story yeah. now I mean, it's it, it it's sort of flirted with that parochialism all the way through I thought there were, the Iranians I think they talked to three Iranians and two of them were, were just black and white evil you know like the, the there was one uh, there was an interpreter and there was a hostage taker. Mm. And they didn't, they were just, every clip they took of them were, look at these evil Iranians. Aren't they evil? Aren't they nasty? I didn't necessarily get that. You didn't actually. really? Okay. No. Um, but, yeah, I didn't come away thinking. I I think, though, yeah, there was less information from the Iranian side than I would have hoped yeah. for. Um, Do you know, but, it's, it, it sits kind of, you know the film Argo, Ben Affleck yep. directed? It's kind of a little companion piece to that, isn't it? Like the... Argo is about the people that did escape and went to the Canadian embassy and then they had to get away in other means. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this one is about, I guess, the hostages who who stayed and the the attempts to get them, you know, through um through where? Through off the go the Gulf of Amman or somewhere like this, right? Yeah. So it's a kind of uh, who got away and who didn't, I suppose. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure I'm not sure uh how many Iranians were were killed in this uh, in this whole um, in this botched process? attempt? Yeah, oh, it, I'd say zero. Apparently, it seemed like zero, but I, I would be very surprised if there weren't some casualties <laughs> yeah. well, there because they did like the Americans came and landed next to a highway somewhere in the middle of the night, thinking yeah. that it was going to be completely deserted. And next thing, there's a bus. A yeah. bus comes past with tourists and then another truck, which they blow up. Yeah. But somehow, apparently, someone runs away from that yeah, and that goes, seems... hops in another car. Yeah. Whereas the American deaths, which were very through, their own, through their own botched efforts, not yeah. not through any Iranian military intervention, yep. the American deaths were kind of 
uh, you know, held up because they brought the bodies back into town. And mm. I mean, that woman, that, that I will say one thing, that woman um, about uh, one of the Iranian woman that mm. was saying she was at when they uncovered the bodies yeah. uh, back in the city. Um, yeah, she did come across as kind of evil. Right. She right. was saying the blood looked like chocolate coming out of the mouths and things. And she was kind of having a giggle about it. Weren't that was they, pretty... Yeah, but I mean, she... That, she may have said a lot more than that and the director's chosen that bit to put in, you know? I mean, we don't know for sure. Yeah, yeah. So basically I think not, we don't trust this film. No, um, no. Um, there were good interviews. They, they, they even got um, Carter, who's still alive, Jimmy Carter. I didn't realise mm, yeah. this. Um, and Walter Mondale, his, his um, VP, to, to talk about it. And they, they came across pretty well. And the, the, you hear a lot of the... Um, the talk between the the commanders of that failed attempt back to the White House, and Carter comes across reasonably sound, maybe a little bit weak, if anything, doesn't he? Well, uh, he, I guess he a lot of it led to his defeat, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well Ronald things. Reagan, I think, largely used it yeah. against him and said, you know, it's too little, too late. Um, mm. uh, yeah, but at the end of the day, the hostages were How? were returned. Did the use of animation? I mean, I just That's saw the question. preview for it, because, and yeah, I think that was good. No, actually. that was that was mm. one of the really effective parts of yeah. the film because they didn't have uh, footage to support some of these. Um, you know, where mm. they they brought the plane down into the desert and a, a big dust storm blew up, and so they had. Oh, it was one of the choppers actually. Yeah. So suddenly there were not one, but I think two choppers down. Um, but the animation in in those segments were was really helpful. I thought yeah. to the right, so did, reading I of just the story. Wondered, did it kind of suddenly you almost felt like you're watching two different movies in a way? One's a no not, action no, cartoon, and no. the other ones a. I would right? actually say that yeah, yeah, that was one of the more positive aspects that of right. the film. Yeah. There was this thing. I don't know if you noticed this. That they suggested that Reagan waited. Like they could have released the hostages earlier, but he waited until after the election to get them out. Like he, he set it up with the Iranians. Mm. Said keep them in there until the election's finished, and then when I win, or after I'm um, not when I win, but after I'm, what do you call it? When president? Yeah, when you get like in January, uh, inauguration. Validate inaugurate. Thank you. Oh, yes. After I'm inaugurated, then announce that they've been released. So actually, he kept them there for a few months or weeks longer than they needed to. I have a feeling um, it was even less than that. It was well, it's only okay. a. Or the agreement was struck at least, I, you I know, was... almost like twenty four hours after. Oh, okay, but he didn't uh, want Carter to have any any credit at all for getting this done, which he actually did. But Reagan said, "No, after I'm inaugurated, then we'll announce it." So mm. it sounds like a trick he might pull. Mm. Yeah, I'm also a little yeah. confused how it actually even because you're just president elect. You can't actually officially speak to anyone or... Oh, really? Mm. Well, you're not sure president yet. Sure, Merv. And, you're, well, and your naive. people aren't in power yet. <laughs> well, the, C- the CIA uh, stays yeah. the same, though, so presumably he would be, he would be talking yeah. to other yeah. people that are there yeah. throughout. I, I was really looking forward to this one, and it just, yeah, that's probably the reason I didn't... I, I would say like the first two-thirds of the film I, I found... Yeah, I they found were pretty good. It to did, yeah. be quite good, but then yeah, it did sort of focus a lot more on, yeah. you know, the heroism yeah. of the U.S. soldiers. And we their, weren't their the sacrifice heroes. There were some heroes, but it wasn't us. You know, it was kind of 
it's a bit of just too cheesy for me. Mm. Tad jingoistic. Yes, for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, let's flip over to another one. Something that we saw, Merv. Um, what do you want to go with? Oh, um, what about Collective? Yep. Go for it. What's this about? Um, it is about how humans are complete scumbags. It's <laughs> <is> the <laughs> okay. best way to put sure. it. Um, it's um, following the Collective uh, collective nightclub, nightclub Fire. It is a, starts off about the deaths of a whole bunch of people, the Burns unit from infections, and then just goes on about the corruption within the Romanian... Where, where is it? In Romania? Sorry, yep. yes, the Romanian health system. And it's... And the... Was it the great work that a sports newspaper, yeah. <laughs> which they seem to press, did in uncovering this and just the shitty, shitty people yeah. that Th- this is the- ran the health yeah. system in oh, the Romania? Whole, the whole government. The right? whole government. It's just... This is the best film for me at the doco. I love this. I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's a domino effect. Like, this, this guy's... Looking into it, these people have died. Young people at this um, at this fire. Then later on, in the next few weeks, more of them, probably thirty or yeah, so about of that, twenty-seven, thirty, die yeah. because of bacteria infections from the hospitals where they're supposed to be treated. Um, they're not allowed to go in into other countries to get treated like they were hoping to because of just red tape and pride and all this corruption. kind of shit. corruption. Yeah. Um, and then they uncover some of this. They uncover dilution of... of Disinfectant. Yeah, disinfectants in hospitals. They get onto that guy. Uh, he and somehow mysteriously, mysteriously, yeah, mysteriously dies. dies in a car crash. Um, uh, then then there's other... like oh, man, the, the health minister, who's such a wanker, then has to resign. Yes. And a new health minister comes in who seems like a good bloke. He's almost the... He was a the hero of the story. Yeah, he was a patient advocate. Yeah, yeah. Because at this time, the government is actually technocrats. It's an unelected because the government got kicked out after because the fire, after the right? fire, yeah. and so it's run by what they classify as technocrats. So mm. no one's elected. It's kind of a, and it's all coming up Neutral, to a new election. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's all coming to a new election. My only criticism, I said, it mm-hmm. was a great film. Um, it reminded me of Spotlight. It, I mean, even the yeah, okay. the real life people kind of. You see the the characters in some of those, you know, any good reporting, you know, news movie. It's kind of got those similar characters. The grunch, the not crunchy, scrunch. I don't know the <laughs> word I'm looking for. The grouchy, that's the word yeah, I'm looking yeah. for. Um, lead reporter who, you know, asks the hard questions and, mm-hmm. and is rude to the people he's interviewing just to get the answer. The tired, world-weary female reporter, she was there. And the young gun, mm, you know, the yeah. I still got the... They're all there, and you're kind of like, yeah. This is this is almost feels like a script, but they're real. It does. It plays. It sort of plays out a bit like one of those seventies, yeah. like Frankenheimer or Pakula kind of um, yeah. political thrillers. Yeah. But my only criticism is just scandal after scandal after scandal. You're kind of like, oh, this is, and then there's another one. You go, huh? And at the mm. end, I was kind of a little bit like, huh? <laughs> well, I, I, maybe maybe it says yeah. something about me, but I love the bleakness and the the the. <laughs> that just sort of no hope of this film. There are, there's oh. no hope. There, yeah. The end of this film is walking away. Yeah. Well, They're fucked. <laughs> well, f- I mean, if this is a spoiler, I'm not yeah. sure, but the, the the party that are probably to blame for much of this gets re-elected in a bit of a landslide at the end of this film. Yeah, so. it's just... Youch. Yeah. And oh, and the reporters are getting threats from um, about you know, their investigation. 
Yeah. Watch, but watch all in all, it's a kind of great, stuff. great film. But that's yeah. it. my only criticism is at the end, I'm just like, when the next scandal comes along, you're just kind of like, meh. It's another scandal. <laughs> another scandal. Uh, no, I, I, I all, loved it. Yeah, they're scum of the earth. Yeah. Almost not. I mean, that song at the end with the dude, the, the, the cut at the end is a bit abrupt, but that's that's minor. That's a minor. Well, I think thing. that's just the nature of the film because it's it's a fly-on-the-wall documentary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no – it's just pure filming people do things. Yeah. And then edited make the story. There's no interviews. There's no nothing. It's just – yeah, as it happens, fly on the wall style. So it kind of just starts and kind of has to just end. Yeah. So Roly, if you need to see one more film from this festival, that's the one. Collective. Okay. Recommended. Okay. High on your list. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Hey, let's go to another one. Roly and I saw. What's the last one, Roly? That, that would be saw? the trouble with being born. Yeah. Okay. This is the controversial one that got banned from the Melbourne International Film Festival. Mm. Um. Tell, tell us why. Why was it banned? <laughs> well, I can't tell you why the Melbourne Film Festival sure you can. banned a film. Sure you can. But I can tell you the film is uh, basically follows a well, – in the first part of it at least, it follows a father with a – who's living with a uh, an android in the shape of a young girl. So I, I think the idea is it's kind of a near future yeah. um, alternative reality mm. kind of situation. But – um, uh, the young girl is a replica or the android is a replica of the, um, his, his daughter. Yeah. Who it turns out has gone missing right. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gradually, um, becomes apparent that the, the relationship also has a sexual element I, to it. Okay. That's okay. where I'm, I didn't think that was apparent. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard to. Maybe I'm an it, idiot. Maybe I'm too naive. Well, this, this but... is what the film does because it. It doesn't overtly show you anything of a sexual yeah. nature, but yeah. it allows uh, it allows you to gradually make a series of assumptions mm. and then question yourself about why your your mind is making those assumptions. Yeah. However, I do think that is the purpose of the film. Like it, it's you are supposed to think, even though it's not shown, you're supposed to imagine that this is a sexual relationship mm, okay. just through. The um the fairly minor uh things that happen the the you know the father touching the daughter for a little too long, um, the daughter the the, the daughter android, android. well yeah. the daughter herself does come back in the film oh, as well does which, she yeah I don't no know, well, man. no no well I mean she comes back but yeah. is that supposed to be in his imagination or not I'm yeah, not sure that's it, there's definitely a judge. case to say well she she was never really there <laughs> mm. but she does uh, share a likeness so the android has been made in the likeness of the daughter yeah but you're yeah it's hard not to be very very suspicious very very suspicious Look, that one... the um. There's, There's one a sexual relationship th- yeah. going on. There's one thing that made me go, oh, maybe it is. She's in another – she's been taken by a dude to um, to, to help his grand, his mother or his grandma? His mother, I think. So she, the android is actually modified into a boy. Yeah, well, so the android gets lost Halfway first of through, all yeah. and splits off with the, – the first part of the story is basically done away with at yeah, that point. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. And and during that time, when she's in another apartment with this old lady, she he, he it this android starts moaning. Do you, do you notice yeah. that she's in bed and she's yeah, making yeah. these sort of sexual moaning noises? Couldn't even work out well, what, why that was. Well, that's what I mean. So you know the you know the a father falling asleep with you know his daughter on 
on the floor of the lounge room at one point, I think is shown yeah. in the house, for instance. And I think they're cuddling or something like that. Nothing overtly sexual sure. there. But then the next shot is of him. He's nude. In the morning, nude. Odd. Getting yeah. up from there. So yeah, little yeah. things like that make make the the messaging of the film is more subtle. Yeah. Uh, then, I mean, it has to be. Well, it's European but, as well, right? Maybe everyone sleeps um, nude. There's yeah. also the time, there's also quite uh, quite an intense shot of of the android um, with, uh, uh, the naked android with yeah. the kind of legs ah, spread open. Yes. And he's ob- it's obviously CG at this point. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. But he's taking out what you would imagine would be the vaginal module yeah, of the okay. android and he's washing it in the sink. Wasn't that the tongue? I think he, he was... takes out the tongue first, then oh. he then he then he takes out the something from the bottom there, and he's he goes off to the side. Oh, and he's was... washing it, so yeah, you're sort okay. of going, well, why I would he even... be doing that if this isn't some sort of fleshlight kind of thing? Yeah, and I didn't so, even. Yeah, of course. So there's there's a lot of little things okay. like that. That that was the most obvious moment for me. Yeah, right. But but what the film does then is take this android and puts it in another context where she becomes, as you were saying, the helper for an old lady. But Yeah, her, but, old, her long-lost brother from 60 years ago. Was that's it, right. right. Yeah. So they change the sex of the android to a boy somehow. Yeah. And, um, and there's a dog involved as well. There's a dog there suddenly, yeah. a pet dog. And this old lady, she's really dislikable, isn't she? Yes. I mean, even her dog <laughs> doesn't like her. Yeah, her dog, right. her dog decides to follow the android when the yeah. android goes off and yeah. and does its own thing. But um, did you enjoy this? I did. Well, I mm. mean, I was uncomfortable to watch. It yeah. left me with a, a strange feeling. But it's a film. I enjoyed it in as much that it, it's a film that made me think. Yeah, and I think you know that's a that's a sign of a, a good film yeah. to me. Um, oh. It. Yeah, it it makes you question. I think that idea of uh, creating technologies in our own image, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the idea that uh, this is going to somehow improve our lives, but really, it's it's that cyclic nature of just performing these meaningless rituals over and over again. Yeah. The androids, at the end of the day, you know, they're not they're not real people. They're no. not depicted. They're still depicted. Or well, this android is still really, at the end of the day, just a machine, yeah, and it becomes right. very apparent. But it's it's Ripple. humans anthropomorphizing the machine, yeah, um, for for their own purposes, and it kind of makes humans look very sad, really. pathetic. Yeah, I mean, he was that he was just completely bereft. This guy wasn't he? his daughter disappeared ten years ago. His wife is not around. Just doesn't she's not even mentioned. Mm. So yeah, well, it makes you wonder: did he have something to do with the daughter's? Well, disappearance. You can read a lot. You can read yeah. a lot into it, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's very, it's very much a sort of, um, it, it's quite mysterious in parts. Like the time structures are all over the place. Like when the daughter yeah. came back, was it the daughter? Was it the android? Weird. Yeah, it, it's hard to. Maybe you need to talk to the director to say what do you mean with all this. Well, I think it's a good example of. Of not having to say too much and letting yeah. the imagination yeah, that's work true. for the film. Uh, yeah, and, and you can, you know, analyse it in your own way, I suppose, yeah. Oh, I enjoy, I liked it. I don't yeah. know if I enjoyed it, but I liked no, it. No, exactly. Yeah. I'd, I'd definitely recommend, recommend it as a film. Yeah. For anyone that's seeing these other films, uh, technology, AI-based interest, anyone with an interest in that yes. side of, of um, our current 
society. I think it's definitely a film worth watching. Yeah. Yeah, true. Okay, let's move on. Hmm. Merv. On that high note. On, on that high note. Oh, Merv, Archive, a, another sort of AI film. Yes, yes, I really like this film. Mm. I was a little surprised at how much I like this film. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it's all about, um, I guess, a, a husband, a father trying to deal with using AI to deal with loss mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's where people can be archived uh, when they die, and he's trying to. People take a, can be archived, meaning their conscious can be archived okay. digitally or analog. Sorry, and um, it's about him trying to transfer this consciousness into a into a, a machine, into a robot. Mm-hmm. And you see, he's you know he's working in this facility. It's a fantastic, actual I'd call it cyberpunk world. Mm-hmm. Um, it could fall straight. I mean, it's almost it could fall into um, uh, Ghost in the Shell. It yeah. just slots straight into that world. It, I mean, it steals a little bit from Ghost of the Shell in a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. It could even slip into uh, slip into Blade Runner. Yes, um, that yeah. sort of world, and it's just done really, really well. And there's a twist at the end. I thought it went one way until I realized. Oh no, it went another way. I actually mm. gasped. Did you? Yeah, I just got, <laughs> because well, my brain jumped to a different thing at the twist, and yeah. they're like, "Oh no, this has happened." Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, the yeah. way I, if it went the way my brain jumped, it was even wow. Yeah, I, I like this too. I, yeah. it, it's it's similar in theme to to the trouble with being born, but it's less creepy, I suppose. Yes, and it's almost a two hander, one hander, I suppose. There's one main actor in it. Throughout Theo James, he's yep. the scientist or the designer of AI, and some other people pop in. And I guess his his creation, half of her, it's sort of like a torso yeah. of her for most part, is his supposedly ex wife. Is that that's what I was going with? Yeah. Well, yeah, she's a definitely a representation of his wife who died. Mm. Um, but even then, the other iterations of the AI, which are far more boxy, yeah. robotic. They had, you know, and they represent kind of the ages of the development. Mm. So the first one is a toddler. Yeah, you know, right. Stumbling around, doesn't the next one is, let's be honest, is a moany emo teenager. Yes, yeah. But they worked really well. And mm. no, and the, the guy, he he showed concern. He, sh- mm-hmm. you know, he gen- showed genuine love for these robots. Yeah. Yes, he was using them. And yes, he was a bit of an arsehole as well. Yeah. But, you know, he did treat them like almost his children. Yeah. Um, and the setting, this beautiful, stark Japanese wintry mountain mm. with this aging, fallen apart old research centre. Yeah. And then when he does delve into the town, suddenly you see this, the modernism, the, yeah. the cyberpunk and the, yeah. the kind of security guy, almost, you know, that classic in cyberpunk world, Mr. Johnson. Um, appears. And you're you over tell, my head now. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> I, I delve a little bit in some of the cyberpunk and the Shadowrun worlds, okay. which are quite fun. Um, and, you know, yeah. and you can tell he's an android. You know, he's, he's That dude's modded. an android? He's probably human, but he's got oh, lots okay. of, you know, mods. You can see kind of the weird lines in him. He's, he's got that fake skin. Oh, I didn't. Um, okay, I didn't get that. Oh, I just yeah. thought he was a nutter. No, no, you can <laughs> tell he's been augmented. Oh, okay. It just looks like he's been heavily augmented. Mm, mm. Um, so that... You know that range of you still need a human being, but you can mechanic make them mechanical yeah. and such. So, and yeah, I just really I love the world. 
it was just a nice little tiny pocket of a, a really big, amazing... Yeah. And your brain just kind of extrapolated out into what this world really yeah. was. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I mentioned to you as we left that maybe it went a little bit flat for me about oh, two-thirds of the way through and, and then it picked up again. I, I, yeah. yeah, it Could was, have been a bit shorter, that's all. Yeah, it was heading. I agree with you. Yeah. But then I think just about the right time they made yeah. the twist. They turned. They, they brought in... Well, said so when he gives his AI legs, yeah. And suddenly she was mobile. She was more active. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And they build up that relation between them. And where's it going? And his sudden rejection. You go. Why is he rejecting he, yeah, her? That, and, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And then uh, the guy in the end just answers that. Right. So this right. one I tried not. We to don't want to say much about this. Yeah. You can't really. But yeah, it just. Mm. Yeah, I just left that feeling. It just really buzzed and really enjoyed it. Would um, you recommend this to Rolly? Yeah. Yeah. yeah How would yeah. you rate it? Because I'm. I'm actually a fan of of uh, the original um, film for this uh, genre in a way, which is uh, Kubrick's AI. Oh, I I would and uh, jump you guys right that. don't know. It's not. It's not what, Kubrick. What, oh, what, yeah, it's yeah. Kubrick Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, you got it. Okay, yeah. I actually think yeah, I actually think that was a, a really interesting film, Ugh. and I, I think it, it you know, it, it was doing what these films are doing in a way. You know, quite a few years before that, and yeah, I found parts of that film really moving as well. So mm. you know, chances are, I'll, I'll if I see this, I'll like it as well. Yeah, and it's it's small where AI was just I, too big. I did want to draw you yeah. on some of that because <laughs> Didn't you think, I was going to I was going to mention this with the trouble with being born because that that um, android sort of gave me that porcelain feeling that that little kid had in that film. Mm. I, I didn't like. AI, you, you know this. Yeah, don't you? I it's hate boring. it as well. Yeah, so yeah. boring. Yeah, I think I just think you're wrong. You're both <laughs> wrong. I think it was a uh, very underrated film. I, I think this go more to it's more like um, it's almost like the Blade the, the Blade Runner in a mm-hmm. sense. This one of yeah, they're kind of like, well, what's my purpose? And they and the questioning what their purpose is. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember if I, I said I fell asleep. And it, it, it's interesting. All these Android films, yeah. they do. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the kind of theme. Eventually, the robot starts asking, "Why am I here?" Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Then you realize, oh, it's just a stand-in for us, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So but this, I guess, they also got. But the, they all got to ask directly ask their maker though, which is you know the maker mm. who's actually Roy. there. Well, that's why Roy, Roy yeah. Batty went back to find his maker. Yeah, fuck him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah um, it's it's better than AI. <laughs> By a Shorter. long way. Shorter, more interesting, <laughs> less cheese. I always thought with AI there was a – it felt like the, there was a certain point, and I, I know it probably didn't work this way, where Kubrick made the beginning of the film and then Spielberg made the end. Oh, maybe. It felt like there was a definitive yeah. line when the kid gets dropped off in the forest. Oh, maybe. And and yeah. suddenly it went very like like the walking teddy bear and the – and right. the um, oh, oh yes. and the Thunderdome, the yes. robot Thunderdome, and Jude, Jude Law, yeah, oh. Jude Law. Oh, oh, he was very good. Man. Really, yeah, mm. never been worse. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, hang on, that's a tough Ooh. one. Well, <laughs> he's often he's often pretty bad. I would argue with yeah. you more, but it seems yeah. shady that um, that you've gone up a level uh, of late. No, I think we we do need to mention a little congratulations on what? on the oh, um, yes. on on some of your. Your your pursuits reaching the big time recently. I don't know what you. Well, shouldn't we mention some of your blog? You, you know, so oh. you've had had uh, some some extra um, oh, writings th- filter through the internet. Yeah, um, the, that magazine Film Inc. 
published um, a couple from from the Revelation Film Festival that I did. Yeah, that. congratulations. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's come good. Yeah. It's no cash, of course. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that maybe was, there'll be another free film in it. There might be a cinema ticket I, I down think, the road. I think there might be. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking into that. Um, that. Now, these are the only films that you guys saw, right? That's we're done with those. Mm. Can I just briefly touch on the other ones that I saw? Um, I saw a doco called, called I Human, which was pretty good. I reckon, Rolly, you saw something like this a few months ago. Yeah, there was a, there was an Australian one. Called AI, what's it called? No, well, artificial intelligence. I think. Oh, was it? Okay. Uh, God, yeah, I think it was called that. Right. Um, which, yeah, it seemed very similar, and it actually put me off. Yeah, I thought seeing so. yeah, another yeah. film yeah. like this. I've seen quite a bit of stuff like this. Yeah. Um, was there anything special about it? Do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, there were some things that I'd not, I didn't know much about, like Google having a a, a, a military contract called Project Maven, where they're doing some AI on for, for military drones and things, mm. and they don't want anyone to know about it. Ooh, okay. um, in fact, Facebook and Google rejected the chance to appear in this. Um, there are some pretty funny... There's a lot of talking heads, and there's some good ones and there's some odd ones as well. There's a guy called Jürgen Schmidhuber or something like this, and he's an absolute bellend. Did they have a self-driving car? Yeah, they mentioned expert. those, I think. Um, uh, yeah, there's human rights people. There are... Something called an angel investor. I had to look this up. What the fuck is this? It's an angel a, investor. Someone that's got too much money. Yeah, so don't that they? They can. They actually um, can throw independent money at interesting projects. Okay. So right. would that be a bit like? I mean, um, the guy who created Napster, I think, is one of the main original funders of Facebook. I think he was uh, like the okay. angel investor. Mm, was he? Yeah, okay. okay. Or yeah, or something like. Yeah, basically, if you've got a project, uh, yeah, uh, that they they don't really. They're not seen in the wild in Australia. Mm, I don't think okay. angel no, investors. They're very much. Uh, they roam. <laughs> they roam the valleys of San Francisco. Uh, okay. Um, no, this had. I mean, talking of animation, this had really good visual effects. If you could call it animation, yeah, really good. In fact, um, uh, there was some. There's some stuff about the post-privacy age. Have you heard of this? How we have to. How we have to learn to navigate the post-privacy age. Well, well yes, yes. Um, I think in the European Union is very much bringing in laws uh, about really? people allowed to have digital privacy and you're allowed to oh. wipe yourself, I think, from the internet as such. Ooh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's mm, it's good. very okay. causing a lot of, uh, particularly in Europe, where they're introducing a lot of legislation about your right to not exist in the virtual world as such. Right, Because we right. leave such a footprint. Mm. And, but you yeah. do, you know, the right to have all that removed. They they do go on about like the fact that yes, we're going to continue to to discover and to to create AI, and finally it'll become self learning, and then we're all fucked. Okay, so wh- why don't mm. you guys just stop? Just stop now, and they're like, oh no, we're going to keep doing it because you know it, there's a possibility that it'll be better for us. <laughs> okay, just give it up. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's it's odd. I mean, how much of that is driven though by movies, where you know nearly every AI does turn out to be an evil. The, yeah, but these are the these are the like the the far even the father of modern general. What's it called? General. Uh, oh, general artificial general intelligence. Yeah, right. Yeah, that guy's saying. Yeah, I mean that that it can go either way. He's saying it's fifty fifty. It, it'll be the end of us, or how um, is it the end of us? It. As in, they won't need us. Is what they're saying. 
AI, yeah, yeah, I mean, AI will decide. Well, we don't need these humans. If one guy is suggesting that, that the planet will be covered in uh, solar power grids and huge um, generator um, uh, factories or buildings or whatever, mm. and nothing else, and that's it, because the AI don't need to worry about trees, for example. Think on that, Merv. Yeah, well, you know, it may be the case that, that where you humans are just, you know, we've evolved to this state in order to create the next um, stage of evolution, right. which may not be based on flesh and meat and bones. Exactly. It might be yeah. an electronic silicon-based life form that takes over, but I think that's a, that's a fairly big stretch. Mm. I think it's more likely that we're just a, a very vain species that, that we just persist in trying to recreate ourselves mm. through the technology but but the technology is not necessary it's going to be able to do a lot of things uh, better than our brains can but uh, whether or not it'll ever achieve that kind of idea of consciousness or become a legitimate art of yeah does it need, even the idea does, of creativity does, you know it mm. teaches us more about creativity than you know if if we suddenly um um, create a robot, make a robot that can be creative, mm. uh, as we understand. That's going to teach us more about our definition of creativity than than uh, have than it be a convincing, yeah, life form. I know. Mm. I don't think it necessarily means it's alive just because Do, we've created need, a complex machine. Does it need to be? Does it need that pinnacle? Does it need to be exactly like us? I think for for the negative side of it, it just needs to be clever enough to realise it doesn't need us and then we're fucked. Well, well one of the... There's one, plenty of things that we don't need but we happily let it exist. One of the guys I spoke to like cockroaches. a while back, he was a <laughs> um, an expert on um, uh, self-driving, self-driving okay. cars and he was talking about artificial uh, general intelligence and he said, well, you know, if we did truly create a... Um, a uh, conscious, intelligent, artificial general intelligence, uh, I see no reason why it would want to do anything at all. Oh, that's, yeah. I, why, would it, yeah. why would it choose to do something rather than nothing? <laughs> yes, right. I mean, what's the motivation for it? Yeah. yeah. I think the guys at Science-ish, that podcast, said much the same. One, one of their um, interviewee, yeah, interviewees said, yeah, once it gets to that level, it's going to have all the possibilities and it's also going to have the choice to do fuck all. So basically, so AI is going to be a sulky teenager yes, just sitting in his room, sitting in a box, <laughs> yeah. quite possibly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean, that's a good. That's quite, you know, thought-provoking film. I thought that one. Mm. I'd check it out. Um, what else? Oh, Atlantis. This mm. was the. This was so boring. So I, is this I, the other one you? Didn't yeah. Like? Okay. Yeah. I reckon this had. I, I was trying to count it up later. I reckon it had probably about twenty edits in the whole film. I'm probably being exaggerating a bit here. Every shot seemed to be a locked-off shot, long shot, or wide angle. Things happened in the frame, which is all right, fair enough, but for a long time. And, oh, it, it, I kind of enjoyed the fact that I was sitting there watching it. Do you know what I mean? Just to see how much more I could stand. <laughs> wow. Um, it wasn't terrible. That's the thing. It was a quite a, quite a well-made film, but the form was so kind of, wow, dude, what? come on. Uh, do do a cut of some sort. Do a, I don't know. Do a pan, man. Just fuck. I, it was really. Oh, what's the word? There's a. 
there's a sort of a word for this, and I've forgotten it in in literature, where everything is just sort of so stark and and quite dull. Minimalist. Yeah, and maybe that uh, formal formalism is that the. It sounds almost. I mean, borderline theatre, in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's almost you know that set scene people. So, move within the stage. Yeah. So a little little while back, we interviewed Richard Sawada from Revelation. That's right. Film yeah. Festival. Why do you think this film made the cut? Then did Shady? he? What 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 was the what's the positive about this one? Did this one is the one that he recommended. I remember now the top five that he. Sorry, Richard, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's it's quite. Bleak. Um, it's uh, it's trying to say a bit about. Um, but you like uh, bleak. Yeah, that's true. Well, why didn't I like this? There's a film that reminded me of this called Once Upon a Time in Anatolia, uh, by a Turkish director, and that was fantastic. Very bleak. But you've seen this move? No. Okay. It, that was also bleak, but in a different way. I, I, like Snowtown bleak. That was pretty bleak. I haven't seen that. That's that's just oh. that's just blood and guts, isn't it? No. No. Okay. Um, I might be there. I didn't make it to the end. Mm. It was so bleak, I switched it off. Well, I don't know. It was pretty intense. The director of this film, uh, he, or I think Richard was talking about this, um, they made a film called The Tribe a little while back, which sounds quite interesting. Yep. Um, I don't know. Maybe if maybe they just thought this would be a companion to that. Uh, I don't know. It was hard going. I, I'd like to know why they chose this. But... Uh, I hope that's. I hope this isn't the last thing we're going to talk about on this it's not, podcast. It's not. No, no. There. <laughs> Let's move it would on. Be a terrible place to end it. Let's move on. Um, oh, Crock of Gold, the the Shane McGowan documentary, fantastic. Yeah, really good. Um, I I saw that straight after Atlantis, and it was quite quite the different film, shall we say? Thousands of cuts, lots of different. <laughs> Snap. You were doing how many? Uh, what was the maximum amount of films you saw in a day? Uh, four. The, you uh, saw four films four in, in a day. day, then three, two, and then three. And one day I didn't see any. Strangely, I just saw the animation stuff. But yeah, um, no. This this McGowan pick. I don't like him that much. I don't like the Pogues all that much either. But Ooh. this was a really good, really good documentary. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean it's a bit cautionary. Don't don't do drugs. Don't get pissed all, all the time. But also it celebrated his 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 life and his heritage, his Irish heritage too. So. Um, some strange talking heads. Um, Johnny Depp, who was a co-producer. Oh, um, uh, Jerry Adams from Sinn Féin was in it as well. <laughs> wow. And um, uh, Bobby Gillespie, I think. Is he from uh, oh. Primal Scream or one of those? Uh, what yeah, the f- I think you might be right. Is that right? Um, and then his biographer and his wife, they're all sort of chatting with him. And he's he's had it. I mean, he's 60, but he looks about 80 and he's almost... Pushing up daisies, shall we say? Wow. Okay. But um, but he's still funny. He's still compass mentis, I think. So, oh, it's really good. I'd, I'd recommend that. And the final one to talk about, just briefly, the jump. Um, oh, I wanted to see. Yeah, this, this yeah. is a good film. Yes, yeah, it's quite quite good. Um, it's got more balance than something like Desert One, but it's in the same ballpark. It's a political. Um, one guy, a Lithuanian sailor. Tries to defect one day in 1970, I guess. 79, 70? I'm getting those dates mixed up. Um, he is thrown back to the Russian ship, which is kind of in it contravening all the refugee laws. Um, 
and then he gets put in gulags for a few years and f- finally he's released but for some reason I won't explain that because it's quite a quite a nice turn in the film um, and this character's great this is Simas Kudirka he's a crazy old um, he's still going and they, they did some recreations with him on the actual ship that he jumped to as an 80 something year old fella oh wow that's <laughs> quite yeah and he's great yeah he I mean he 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 wanted to get away from Soviet Union at the time but he didn't necessarily want to go to America he just wanted to go he just wanted to be free I think that's what it's all about he just wanted the freedom away from the Soviets um yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, really good doco. One of the best. There are a lot of good docos at this festival that I saw, and that's mm. probably second to collective only. I think that one. So. Mm. Yeah. So in in summing up, I reckon collective for you, Rolly. That's the next on your list. That's the next on my list. Yeah, maybe archive. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. archive. Both of them yep. are good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, because archive did look interesting, but again, mm. it's you know I'm I'm a little bit full of this subject. Yeah, matter yeah. sometimes. So it's well that that's kind of the like Richard was saying. It's kind of the theme of the of that festival. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I had a great time. Fantastic. Great. Uh, well, most of these films, uh, you know, they're freshly released at the time that they're in yeah. Revelation. Are they going to be available elsewhere? I think they're all like some of them or, are still showing, or maybe they've just finished the online rev stuff, haven't they? A but couple I, of yeah, days ago. Well, actually, yeah, it's worth noting yeah. as well. I think uh, Revelation does have a um, an online festival. Yeah, yeah well, oh, program, no, well they've program. got an online program available year round, I believe. Yeah, from it's called Rev on Demand. Yeah, that's right. From um, from many many festivals ago, right? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah I assume yeah. that they yeah. Um, yeah. They get they get agreements from previous films to put them up, but that might sure, take yeah. a little while for the latest festival. Right. And I think I have seen some advertising for Archive, so obviously that's getting another yeah, wider yeah, okay. release. Yeah. Okay, it. great. Crocker Gold is showing now, I think, at the Luna as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess you have to search for some of them, but a lot of them will, will pop up again as well. So, mm. Okay, guys, thank you very much for this little summary. Yeah. Cheers, Merv. Thank you. Thanks, Thank, Rolly. Thank you. See you oh, later. Bye. Your songs broadened our sense of ourselves. Redemption, sorrow, the ordinary person's story. You were pretty queen of New York City. Are you content with what you've achieved? No, I want to do more. The boys of the Envoy Actually, we're better when we're sober, but it's not as much fun, so we get drunk.